How do we empower girls to live their best life? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog to make the show? And welcome, my friends, to yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here, as always. Uh, a little bit of a glitch there at the start, and you're probably wondering, what the hell are you doing on at 2.45 in the afternoon here? Uh, things kind of got a little uh, strange with the scheduling. Uh, Rhonda Mincy was supposed to be on a 1 p.m. show today. She had to cancel suddenly, overbooked, double-booked, whatever the situation was there. And... Uh, my guest uh, for this program requested this special time. Unfortunately, she's not here yet, but I, I just checked, and I, I know she will be coming soon. We're going to talk about girls today. Yeah, girls. One of my favorite subjects, except uh, not in the context that I usually love to talk about. It. But uh, it, it occurs to me that I've created a bizarre world for myself. I've uh, been having so many guests on that uh, are talking about the same topics often and getting different opinions to the point where um, you never you don't know what's up and what's down anymore, um, especially when it, when we're talking about gender relations and um, and that kind of stuff lately. We've been talking a lot about that and I'm getting it from all sides, even from uh, I hear from male feminists. I hear from females who are kind of tired or worn out or uh, disillusioned by the feminist movement. We heard from a female who I would call a masculinist, and that's a word you don't hear very often. You hear feminist, you don't hear masculinist. Of course, I think I probably just made it up, uh, or I made it up last week when she was on the program. The point is, I'm getting so many different conflicting opinions. It's really hard to sort out what's right and what's wrong. I know, and when, especially when it comes to gender issues, um, there have been so many opinions going back. And when I grew up in in, in the 1970s, 150 years ago now, <laughs> um, they, it was called the uh, Battle of the Sexes, and there were so many conflicting ideas about what was right for women's rights and um, empowering young women. And, of course, the, the feminism movement got started then. And so, but with all the guests I'm having on lately and all the different conflicting opinions, my, my head is spinning with, with these uh, issues around gender, gender empowerment, women's rights, all this kind of stuff. My guest today is uh, uh, going to have a probably a, a completely different opinion than all of the uh, guests that we've had on recently about this to make my head spin just a little bit more to figure out where we stand with all this stuff and what, what where we go from here. Uh, with women's rights, empowering young women, uh, and all that stuff. But... Um, it will be an interesting conversation. Just stick around for just one minute before I see that she's here now. Uh, so uh, I'm going to get to her in just one second. I just quickly have to talk about one sponsor. Actually, should be talking about two, but we'll talk about one here today in in uh, 
for the sake of time. Uh, Cardcast.com. Today's show is brought to you by Cardcast.com. Founded in 2009, Cardcast.com provides an answer to two common questions. What can I do with all these gift cards I will never use, and how can I easily save money? Cardcast pays cash for unwanted gift cards and then sells those cards at a discount. Make money, save money. That's card cash. The link is in the description. I do appreciate you patronizing all our sponsors. And also, I would like uh, you to be aware that we have a Patreon page. If you don't want to hear the sponsor uh, plugs each program, you can get all the audio content absolutely ad-free on the Patreon page for the beginning, uh, the basic level membership, which is just $1 a month. Can't beat that. It's less than a uh, cup of coffee a month. And you don't have to listen to the ads ever again. Okay, on to the big program. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about girls again. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about uh, empowering young women and what it means in today's world and the whole idea of gender relations and where the hell we are with it. Uh, Amy Klein, along with Kelly Roach, founded uh, Give Her Courage and The Courageous Brand. The Courageous Brand is a retail and educational company with a mission to develop strong, smart, and bold girls from the start and grow a movement of women lifting each other up for a better future. 10% of all their proceeds help children around the world and get to get their fair shot. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Amy Klein to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Amy, welcome. Hi, what's up? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. Uh, I, you missed part of that um, monologue, but... I, I got uh, to hear it. I was sitting there listening. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I have had so many guests on about so many different subjects that make my head spin because they sure. come from different angles, different opinions. Uh, but lately, we've had a lot of people on about gender studies, uh, women's empowerment, uh, empowering young girls. And it seemed, there seems to be a lot of different opinions on it. Talk to me first about what motivates you, where you're coming from with uh, the empowerment of young girls, and then we'll get deeper into this whole um, gender issue stuff. Sure. Uh, so basically where Kelly and I are coming at it is from a responsibility as women to set a good example for girls and to take accountability for ourselves. So our mission, I heard you talk about what what we do and and who we are. Our goal is really to help not just young girls uh, develop leadership skills, entrepreneurial skills, courage and confidence, but also work with women to get more women supporting women and take accountability for us, uh, you know, to to help each other and be the example to, to the girls of our future. Gotcha. Uh, let me explain where, where, why my head is in a confused place about this. Yeah. Last week, uh, I had a lady on the program. She's a, a podcaster, a cooking show host, a, a new mom, a advocate for independent free thinking and uh, an influencer and also happened to be a porn star. Um, uh-huh. And so, but uh, so I would expect her to be a feminist, uh, somebody uh, because from my where I grew up, the feminist movement was about women's empowerment to do whatever they want. They didn't necessarily have to live by traditional rules, all that stuff. So I would expect a uh, adult film actress to be a feminist. So I started talking about this and, and uh, and I noticed that on her podcast, she seemed to advocate for men and masculinity. And that's the subject we'll be talking about tomorrow. But I asked her about this. I said, you know, we see a lot of male feminists 
in the world, but I never see many female, what I would call masculinist, which is a word I think I made up, made up, but it's just somebody who advocates for that gender's power and, and, um, and rights and all that kind of stuff. She said, yes, she is. Uh, And she said, and this is where I I want you to kind of respond to it because I'm sure you're going to flip it completely 180. She said, women aren't having a problem uh, 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 today. Men are, men are need to uh, be advocated for. I'm I'm paraphrasing, but women have it made kind of is basically what she said. In in today's day and age, women have all the power and men don't. your response um <laughs> it's a, that's a loaded question huh so, <laughs> well, you know to go back to to what you're saying from let, let me kind of break that apart so to go back to what you're saying where she's advocating for men and she's a porn star and she's doing uh, the whole movement that that kelly and i are focused on is just everybody uh being comfortable with who you are no matter what that is and where we're coming at it our angle for for girls and women is really um that we need to take accountability for ourselves from the judgment and the hatred and the mean the mud slinging between girls and women so as you move up in the corporate world you know in the past and, and where i've been there was less women and it wasn't really from my personal experience a male problem it was women um feeling like they could be the only one there right so, so for where we're coming at it from, this it has nothing to do with with men or being against men or or anything in that way. It's it's taking accountability and responsibility as women to understand that we need to support each other, and then also to be the example for young girls. So, what we're teaching is more entrepreneurial. All those skills, courage, confidence that girls tend to learn later. And if you look at the studies and you look at the stats, that's in the past that that's the case. There is a disparity between boys and girls, right? So that was our focus and that's our focus. Now, so you understand where we're coming from. Now, do I think that women have all, I, I'm not, we're not against, so we're the courageous brand overall, right? I have a son who's seven and I have a daughter who's four and I as as much an advocate for him as I am for my daughter uh I think there's always disparities I think you can in this world the world we live in today it's men don't have enough rights women don't have enough rights this you know this and there's a lot going on so I wouldn't say that women have all um the power I think that women are doing a really good job of stepping up and coming out and being what we want to be and a lot of what we're focused on is just making sure to teach girls these skills younger at a younger age but i want my son to learn just as much of this stuff and i want my son you know kelly and i talk about expanding the courageous brand overall we have this entre girls program to boys and girls eventually too i love that uh amy klein for president folks um (laughs) (laughs) that great answer and i thank you for that and i i agree uh, you know, again, but my head is spinning because I get so many, I, so many different opinions on this stuff. But what you said there makes a lot of sense. The the issue is, and and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna try not to kind of drag political, um, sure, drag us into the political arena here. But with anything like we, and you see the other side react to it, and I, I'm. Being trying to be delicate and I'm being clumsy about it. The Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of white people who, for whatever reason, did not like that that characterization, Black Lives Matter, come to it as All Lives Matter. It seems like when you take a, a side uh, advocate for one group, you're necessarily uh, 
you know, making the other group the, the opponent. And so the, you know, people want to say all lives matter. So when you, when you talk about girls empowerment, I know there are a lot of, a lot of guys who say, well, yeah, it, but it's why, why women, why, why, the, why, why the female uh, gender gets the special attention when we, it, that's just human nature. And I, I agree that you don't have to be that way. And you, if you're a mom of a, of a son and a daughter, of course you're going to be there, but that, that's the perception when you put on like, um, it's all about one group in your case about helping young girls and, and uh, girls in general. Yeah. Um, so what I would say to that, I mean, I, I don't I don't typically comment on, on, on the political the political arena, but no, I would say. But with, just the, yeah. the the human um, the human yeah, instinct. That, that it to doesn't need to be, you're right. Like, yeah. it's not about saying like we're we're not an organization that's saying we're against something and that we're you know, it's about doing what we think as a responsibility as women we need to do. And from the history, like if you look at Black Lives Matter. Uh, this is systemic racism. The things that have happened there are, you know, over time, it, it does. It, it, what what happened had to happen in our country. I believe that needed to be. So it, so it's not this. It's not this versus this. And I think in our world we get into a place where it's like if you're for this, then you're against this. I, I don't think that if you're for Black Lives Matter, that you're against other things. Right. You have to understand what they went through and what they've been through. The same thing from a, a, a woman's standpoint. I don't think it's saying women versus men. That is not what we're about at all. It's, it's taking responsibility for ourselves. But in the past, you know, inequality and in pay and and there were less women in corporate America and there were things that need to make need to be changed and so we decided to fix that and teach girls the skills they needed to use at a younger age thank you I I took me it took us there to, and it's my fault that it took this long it took us almost 14 minutes to establish just a simple thing that I wanted to get out there that uh, just because you are for uh, empowering girls does not mean you're that we're against exactly. boys. Yes. Yeah, that's a long fourteen minutes is a long way just to establish that, and that's my fault. I, I apologize for that. So tell tell me how you go about that. In how we go about empowering girls. Or yeah, how you how you go about empowering. Yeah. Yeah. So what we have a we have a it's called Entre Girls Leadership Academy. Both Kelly and I have have uh, I have an extensive corporate and sales and leadership career. She has her own entrepreneurial business, and so what we teach the girls in there are the soft skills, you know, resilience, how to negotiate, um, you know, uh, mental toughness um direct communication skills leadership skills we're teaching all those skills the entrepreneurial mindset how to run a business how to start a business uh that's what that's what we're trying to teach them at a younger age because from our own experience uh we did we felt we learned that too late and so we wanted to, to instill these skills in the girls at a younger age right yeah and, and uh the courage part of it does not seem to be lacking, though. I see, uh, in young people in general, um, yeah. lots and lots of young people want to be entrepreneurs. I think people are disillusioned with the, um, you know, the forty-hour work week, work for somebody else, work somebody, and, and so I'm seeing a, a lot of people uh, full of courage, full of ideas, full of um, entrepreneurial uh, spirit but not necessarily have a lot of strategy or um, business savvy, 
jumping in. Uh, so do you do you kind of um, do anything to kind of slow down the turning of the wheel sometimes? Because I, I know your brand is a courageous brand, right? So, yeah. I, But it doesn't seem like the courage part of it is lacking as much as the strategy part. Well, you would actually be surprised with how many young girls actually do lack confidence and, and courage from being exposed to social media and seeing all these like beautiful women and girls and filtered images right and that's that's their world we didn't i didn't grow up with social media right, right. so so you would be shocked with how many girls feel really really bad about themselves because of the way that that social media is so there that there is that that foundation that we're working on that it doesn't come from you know just how you look it's everything so so i would i would say that you'd be shocked with with how many girls do not feel good about themselves now on the courage part i will say in today's world social media and a camera you you know anybody wants to be an influencer they go be an influencer and there's probably i think what you were alluding to or asking is a lot of people can just say oh i'm gonna be this or i'm an entrepreneur without knowing the skills, having the mindset, and actually how much work it takes to build a business. And so that is what we do teach in, in our academy. And you have to be a part of the academy, it is a lot of work. You gotta you gotta build if you're building a business and you're doing, you know, the modules and the stuff that we're teaching every month, it's a lot of work. And that's what it's gonna be like when you go out on your own and try to build a business. Yeah, no, I did uh, I I I agree with what you said there, but um, that's not what I was talking. I know a lot of young girls because um, uh, in my former career, I had a lot of young creative girls work for me. They started their own businesses, but they started it more on passion and uh, the dream of not working for somebody else to just to, to be able to work for myself without a whole lot of business strategy. And now I'm talking young girls. I'm 22, 23 to under 30 year old girls, several of them who just jump in with all the passion and determination and none of the business skills or, or um, management skills and, and team building skills and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so, But yesterday I had on the program a girl, and I don't know how old she is, but I was guessing by looking at her in her 20s, Dynamo. I mean, so she's created a business of her own that is international. She's getting a supply chain from Africa, bringing healthy food, packaging it over there, but selling it over here as, uh, and it's a whole initiative to reduce waste and all this stuff. But to, to be able to operate a company in, in your 20s that is international where the all the operations are happening in Uganda was mind blowing to me and really a, a, inspiration in uh, for me to see a young girl t take that on and really be successful at it but i thought she was the exception because i see so many who jump in uh i want to be right. i, I want to have a graphic cards company i want to have a web design company whatever it is and they just uh, a year down the road or year down the road they're defeated and all that uh and i don't think courage is necessarily the problem with those people yeah I'm no you're right that isn't so a lot of that is based off passion and the fact that everything is much more accessible now i think that they dive right in before doing their market research um there's a big part of networking. If you're talking about this girl going to Uganda, you've got to connect to a different people to learn what you've got to get, supplies, resources, what it's going to cost. You've got to learn how to do what a PL statement is, right? You've got to learn all the skills that you're because you're going to be your own accountant for a while. You're going to be your own salesperson. You're going to be your own marketing person. Um, you're going to be, 
you know, you're, you're basically, you're, your an, your analytics, you're every single, you're every single piece of the business until you can afford to start hiring people. So I do agree with you on that. I think that there is somewhat of a, because you see everybody doing this and, and being an entrepreneur right now is the thing, right? Everybody wants lifestyle freedom. Everybody wants financial freedom and they don't want to work for quote unquote, the man anymore. They want to work for themselves. Um, there is, I, I agree with you on that. There's a lot of people who dive into it without learning the mechanics and everything that goes into it, unless you're super smart and you don't need to take, to, to do your research or go to school or figure out a business program on how to do it, then you're, you're going to get yourself into trouble. Yes. Yeah. And to your point about women's self-esteem or young girl self-esteem or, you know, the female self-esteem, think Instagram, when you were talking about social media, Instagram is the greatest enemy of women, but it's the greatest enemy of gender relations too. I, because we, as men, we have been told for probably 30 years now, but we've heard it for the last three or four years, uh, <laughs> that uh, we shouldn't objectify women, right? But if you go on Instagram, all you're going to see are uh, women Oh, you like my you like my ass you like my legs you like my eyes you like is my you know my hair nice whatever asking us to objectify them and then he was trying to give the same uh message don't objectify women it's a, a dual message and so young girls go on there and they're seeing that stuff that's got to be this is the way to go that's that's the idea they, they're being told because these are influencers now i which was never a job description or a job right. title all of a sudden it is and people are making money from it and or selling their looks and their ob objectification of themselves uh how do you how do you deal with that i think for us what's important is teaching girls at a, a young age um really about what it, it means to have a positive body image. So, you know, this is, that's again, a kind of a loaded question because I think there's a couple parts to come from that. To me, again, the way that we approach this is it's not necessarily like the guy versus girl thing, right? To me, it's as a, an, as a woman, what I need to do to, as to set a good example to young girls is to teach girls how to, what, what does it mean to have a good, a positive body image to be strong, right? When you're working out is to be healthy and to be strong for you and understanding what that's going to do for your body and what it's going to do for you in terms of longevity, um, focusing on those things and focusing on skills, your skill set and what you have and that not everything is around how you look. So that is how we approach it for young girls. But I also don't see, a, again, the girl versus girl thing. I go back to that. I, a, a girl who's a beautiful model on Instagram who's making money and she's into fashion and, she, and that's what she likes to do. Good for her. I, I think that also girls need to, and that's another thing we talk about. Like if it's on your feet and it's something that bothers you and maybe and, and you're struggling with something, then don't don't put it, then take that person off your feet. But let's celebrate other girls for what they want to do. You had a girl that was a porn star on yesterday, then that's what she wants to do. And that, you know, as long as she's confident in herself and she loves herself for who she is, that's what matters. Yeah, I don't think she's doing that anymore. She had a kid, she had a son, and so I think she's semi-retired. But again, I'm not, I don't The point is and, that I don't like yeah. the girls pitting, again, that that I don't also like the idea of us saying, oh, we're, well, let's hate on this girl because she's a mod, an Instagram model, you know? No, no, that's that's not, uh, I, and I'm, you know, anybody who, who is a model, I'm fine with that. I've actually worked in the hair and beauty industry and know plenty of models, and believe me, I'm not judgmental against models. Uh, the question is when we're told – 
don't objectify me. And then the caption of, the, do you like my legs? Do you like my hair? Do you like my ass? Whatever it is, that's a self-objectification. And so, I mean, how it, it does send mixed messages. And I'm not trying to make it a boy uh, 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 against girl thing. I'm, you know, for, if a young girl sees that now, she's, she's told not to objectify herself, you know, and you don't want men objectifying but then the role model is out there objectifying herself in public, saying, you know, this is what, I, you know, my my body parts yeah. are objects. And how, do you like this one? Do you like that one? Yeah. So what I would say to that is, I mean, that's more specific. It's not the Instagram model. It's I think you're talking to a specific person who's who's really focused on showcasing her parts. And in, in that in that sense, I mean personally if you're talking to the girls in our group you're talking about what a role model is that's that isn't what we teach we don't say focus on the things you know that you have you know the physical things that are are going to make you happy you got to focus on building the insides to feel good about yourself so i guess that's the best way for me to answer that okay so what are the practical steps of the i mean do you have courses do you have workshops i mean what is the actual practicality of it uh, so we have a summer camp. It's it's Entre Girls Leadership Academy summer camp, and they build their dream kit business from start to finish. Um, so if they, it, it's it's really specifically for girls who want to, just like you were saying, girls go out with all this courage, but they don't have necessarily the steps in place. Well, we put steps in place for them to build a business, market research. We go from A to Z in the eight week course, and then we also teach what is not taught in in public schools, this the stuff that actually makes us successful, not you know what an amoeba is or algebra three or whatever it might be. We teach the things that resilience, mental toughness, all the things that are going to make you successful in a business. What even if you don't want to be a business owner and you want to go into corporate America or you know you're going to be a figure skater, all you got to learn negotiation skills. You got to learn the skills that 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 you need to to, to be just a, a successful trailblazer in life. Of course. So, uh, what are the specifics about? Because the summer camp thing made my ears perk up. It, you obviously, uh, I, I should say, obvi- obviously, I don't know. This summer, you probably couldn't do it with the COVID lockdown, right? Uh, okay. yeah. So, but we are. It's funny you say that. We could end, but we are actually make moving forward making it virtual our academy is actually our our year program is virtual anyway so that girls can come from anywhere and one big thing we like the girls to learn is is build networking skills so they're all meeting each other and you know there's girls who are into steam stem and then there's girls who want to be an influencer and there's girls who want to be an actress and there's girls who want to own their own business so it's pretty cool experience for them to meet all these different but was, was it a physical uh, thing before? No, COVID? we were always we were always we just didn't do it this this past summer. But it's always been virtual. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you touched on um, something that also has been kind of a, a hot a hot button topic lately is the educational system. And you talk about what they don't teach in there. Yeah. Do you, uh, I know that this is not why you're here to talk, but do you think the uh, educational system is uh, needs to be reworked and is it failing young people, girls specifically? I think that the traditional educational system is, is gr- I think that they're good in what we need the foundation, like we, everything we need to math, reading, writing, we need to learn all of those things. What we need to do is just advance. I don't want to say that it's failing them. I think there's ways that 
that we're learning to supplement with like stuff that we're doing um, outside of school. I think that sometimes you just, there's, there's a wake up call, right? And I think being in COVID, uh, a lot of kids on virtual, I think teachers were doing the best they freaking could in this environment, but we need to realize that when we get out of school, and I think this is a big thing, you know, from my generation on, as you're climbing the corporate ladder, or you're building a business, or you're doing all of these things that you need, these soft skills, the entrepreneurial mindset, all, you never learn them in school, you learn them as you went. Uh, and it's really important. And I think we're going to see a change in traditional education, where they're going to have to introduce this entrepreneurial mindset, um, how to build a business, how to do your taxes, the things that that are, are going to make people successful. So yeah, the answer is it, there needs to be there's going to be a change and there needs to be a change. But I don't necessarily think that they're failing kids. I mean, we need to learn all of these things. It's just that it's 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 time. Yeah, you you said uh, the the phrase a couple of times, uh, entrepreneurial mindset, and uh, that's what we hear we hear about it a lot. Can you define what it is? Entrepreneurial mindset is really like the 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 whole. It all encompasses like the risk, positive risk taking, the resilience I've been talking about, the um, the the negotiation skills, the mental toughness. It's 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 like that grit. It's all of the different categories if you think you know you're successful mad dog tv all the things that got you to where you were all of those things if you think about it like a successful actress or a successful soccer player they have all of these skills that can be learned um they're not it's, yeah you say Kurt, some people are natural born leaders they're not all of this stuff has to be learned and you only learn by doing and i think entrepreneurs it's kind of that hands-on learn by doing that 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 are the skills that need to be taught right. in school uh, and because uh, I'm, I'm a stickler for this, because I think <laughs> probably too much, a uh, little uh, OCD here. But when when we talk about success, was a big part of your answer on what mantra, uh, entrepreneurial mindset is. Now we need to define what success means because it is it, sure. an it's an individual thing to everybody, right? So do you talk about uh, do you work with girls on defining? How, or or developing how they define success as an individual and what yeah, it means. Yeah, I to mean, it's, I think it's really foundationally simple. It's success is what makes you happy. Are you living as as the younger kids would say? I'm a little old for this. Are you living your best life? Like right. that that's success. It's not. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that you got six, seven, eight figures in the bank. It doesn't mean that you're a, a, a influencer. It just means, are you living your best life? Are you happy with what it, you're doing? When I see somebody like you talking about younger people, I feel like I'm ancient. <laughs> I'm, I am I, old. I, well, I'm working with really young girls. so I, 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 I would trade ages with you in a second. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, so, uh, but so when you when you are talking about success and what makes you happy that doesn't because i think going back to the educational stuff that doesn't yeah. mean everybody needs to be uh, a leader it, it is do you talk about oh, and, and i don't want to a business leader i should say is it okay to be oh, just a mom and not just a mom of course that's a bad thing to say is it okay to be a mom yeah. and and have that for your uh goal in life 
Of course. It's what, so when I'm talking about success, you, you do need to be, so you need leadership skills. And this is what we need more in the traditional educational system, because you're the leader of your household. You're the CEO of your house and learning leadership skills. This is what we talk about a lot because people are like, oh, why do I need that? I don't, I don't want to be the CEO of a company. Well, do you want to learn direct communication skills to have more effective relationships and, and get somewhere quicker? Do you want to learn negotiation skills, right? All of these things play into being a good leader. Um, so what we always actually say, no matter what you want to do in life, whatever that means, if you want to be the CEO of your house, uh, or the CEO of a company, you definitely need to learn how to be a leader, maybe not a business leader, but really today in today's world, I, I feel like business, what, what a leader was in business 10, 15 years ago, wasn't transferable to being the CEO of a house or other things. It actually is now because it was much more managerial delegating now to be a leader. I mean, you are an empathetic leader. You're a courageous leader. You're collaborative. You're working with everybody, right? You're inspiring. You're motivating. You need to do that in anything you want to do. Right. How long have you been at this? The, the courageous brand yeah. we're, four, we're four years and actually we'll be five. We're almost five years in. Oh, uh, so you haven't had the time to see like long lasting results or, 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 you know, no, we just, you know, we're, we're, we are smaller, but we, we get to see personally, these girls go on and, and be really confident in who they are and, and start some businesses and, um, really, you know, they're working towards it. So testimonial wise, like personally, I feel, feel a lot of gratitude from, from watching these girls, but yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, no, we're, we're but not, I, not I imagine you will. I, I, I'm just mad trying to kind of, if, for your sake, look 10 years down the road and what that looks like when you're looking at how you measure the impact that you've made on these girls' lives. Uh, you won't really have a a real uh, good measurement of that for probably at least five or six more years, right? Sure. Or- and that to me is my success is, is if I can leave, you know, I have a little daughter too. And if I can leave a, a, a legacy and impact where girls see their dreams come true and, and, and know what they're worth and, and build on these skills, that will be, that will be my success. So, so you mentioned before, it's not only for young girls, young women as well. Sure. Right. And, and, um, is there a, uh, parental, uh, is there something in on the parental end that uh, people are missing, especially parents of of young girls, uh, to kind of instill this stuff that you that what you do is necessary? Yeah. So what we do we, in the in the Entre Girls, we bring an expert on every month that tackles the social is, issues that Kelly and I are not experts in. You know. Um, it, if they're dealing with girls dealing with depression, social media, bullying, as we talked about, like positive body image, we bring an expert in and we help they, I should say, help mom navigate those tough years, nine plus when they start to get into middle school and go through a lot of changes. So it's really good for a mom personally for me too, uh, uh, because I'm learning a lot. And I think it's also helping mom and daughter bond because listen, mom's not cool. Mom is not cool to, to daughter. And when, when daughter gets to hear what the expert is saying and how to handle this and then peer to peer, we bring on celebrities that are their age and how they're handling it. Um, it, it, I think it's helping mom and daughter navigate the waters better instead of, I mean, when I grew up, we just used to like, I wanted to kill my mom. I was grounded all the time. We're screaming and yelling at each other. That's how I grew up there. This stuff wasn't really addressed and worked on together and no one knew how, how to talk about it. So I would say, 
that's 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 what we have for the, for that. So when it starts, uh, uh, the relationship between uh, the uh, Courage Academy and these young girls does it start with the young girl saying finding out about you and telling mom I want to go there? Does it start with mom or dad saying I think this would be a good good idea for the young daughter? How does it start? That's it's funny you, that you say that you should be on our sales team because no that we talk about that all the time. We it, it to be honest, I feel like there's more of a demand for mom to want to enter daughter in because they're struggling or they don't know business and they want they want they want their daughter to learn that or they want their daughter to learn these types of skills. And we have found that if daughter is not on board, then it's kind of I mean you got to do the work. If you come on, you're going to have to do the work. And right. so it's not this like fluffy, hey, cool, I, I can say I'm a part of this. Um, so the big thing for us is ensuring that mom is, this is an independent thing for her. She's got to do it. And we want we want you to, to, to have these tools and resources. So yeah, if, if daughter has to be on board, but definitely more of a demand for mom, from mom. Right. So I, I would think uh, it sometimes could be a kind of... Um... A, a sticky widget with with uh, mom wanting the daughter to go. The daughter's not really on board, but mom's pushing it. And then at some point, you have to be kind of a guidance counselor in this and saying, well, what's really best for her in this moment? And maybe this isn't the right. Sometimes you might actually have to shy away from signing up a kid because it, it's, it's mom. Mom's pushing it and the girl doesn't want it. <laughs> but, right. Because at the end of the day, if you're, you know, dance mom and your daughter doesn't want to dance. It's not your, it's her life. It's not, you know, it's not yours. You have to let, it, it's got to be right for them. Well, so the the question that begs itself now, uh, because you you don't just limit what you do to helping young girls and young women, middle-aged women, like mom, might be in need of that more than the daughter at that point, because if she's pushing the daughter, she's recognizing kind of what's missing in her own self, right? <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. So, yeah. are you working with middle-aged women and you know soccer moms? <laughs> uh, soccer moms, I guess that's technically me now, huh? Um, <laughs> no, no. But what we do, so we're education and retail. We also have a retail business. It's where your courage, um, and we have an ambassador program that we're working on revamping. And there's a development piece with that. So there's the personal branding, um, and and we're doing a lot with. It's called a dream incubator, figuring out what you want to do and how to make it happen. It, but but the demand doesn't seem to be more from what you're saying. It's it's actually coming from that, what you were talking about, like that 25 to 30-year-old right. um, girls on that okay. side. Yeah. Um, you, you said the word dream, and that, that's something that I am uh, passionate about myself is, is this idea of I think most people who are unhappy walking around living unhappy lives um, – had a purpose in life or a dream, as we, we call it, and either put it aside or or dulled it down so much in their in their heart and mind that they forgot about it and, and they stopped designing a life and started trying to make a living. And uh, you know, this can go back to teenage girls or teenage boys or whatever. Sure. Uh, it starts in that age. So, do you do anything? And you told you said dreaming incubator, I believe. Yeah. Uh, to help them discover, re reconnect or discover their purpose in life. 
Yeah. So it's, uh, we have a, a podcast called Courageous Conversations and it's the dream incubator series that we're working on right now. And it's believing in the power of you to make your dreams come true. And we walk through each step. So it's, it starts with um, self-awareness and really understanding what's holding you back, what you're getting in your own way, what makes you tick. We go on to a value identification, skills assessment, uh, painting the picture, relationships, how that affects its spirituality. So we have an, an entire series and that's a lot of what we're building around for our ambassador program for, Got for women. Yeah. Gotcha. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's called courageous hyphen conversations, right? And the podcast can probably be found wherever podcasts are. I have yeah. one link, which is on podplay.com. There's a website for it, which is in the description, but you can probably find it anyway, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever. Apple, you know. yep. Okay. Uh, and the website is give her, give her courage.com. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So both links are in the description. Uh, we've had them scrolling across, uh, the bottom now, uh, with, with the podcast, the Academy, is there anything beyond, because it seems like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of parts of moving parts of this, of your yeah, business. We got big dreams. So, Educational and retail. Um, I would also say to follow along at Give Her Courage on Instagram. Um, so, on the educational side, it's the summer camp where they these girls build their own dream business kits. We have the academy. Um, we're looking based on the curriculum we built to try to license it and get it into traditional educational systems. That's next uh, to to bring that that to light because we're really passionate about what we're doing there. And then on the retail side. We do really want to expand our retail. We've had a nice demand for it. Um, we've learned we were, we were, you know, we were in service based, Kelly was service based business. I was in sales and leadership. We had zero retail experience and um, we're, we're doing pretty well. We, we've grinded it out and we want to take it to the next level. So I think we're going to elevate our retail brand as we move forward too. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What kind of things are uh, looking about right now quickly? Um, Leisure wear. It's apparel. Soccer mom can wear it. Young girl can wear it. It's stuff. It's um really just comfortable everyday wear clothing. And you know, our, we have our logos over everything. It's the lightning bolt, which represents believing in the power of you to make your dreams come true. Okay, I'm not sure how how much you how deep you want to get into the details of this, but just the affordability uh, aspect of it. Uh, for, uh the uh, Courage Academy. Uh, is is it on a sliding scale for people for people who are on the lower end of the uh income can it can it i guess the point is 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 it can anybody afford it so i right now i would say that it is it's priced where it should be and it's going to be a little bit above um average but that being said so we offer scholarships and we are planning as we branch out to have different tiers so that there is a level for everyone to be able to afford. Cool. Uh, now you, you kind of alluded to uh, at some point in the future, um, integrating it into the school system. Can, do you have a vision for that all laid out? Do you have any idea what that might look like and how that might work? No, I'm like that 23-year-old girl. I'm just going to go for it. We'll figure it out. Uh, oh. I'm kidding. No, uh, we do. <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually working with a principal. So Kelly and I have the business side, you know, the, that down. And what we're working with um, 
the, the principal that we're working with is helping us just design the curriculum that would fit into obviously the, the scholastic school system. And then, um, you know, probably pretty early this summer, we're going to start pitching it to, to schools. So yeah, the reason I asked because um, I had one of my many careers over the years, I was involved with a uh, vocational educational uh, system and uh, which primarily a lot of young girls were involved yeah. in but trying to get it implemented within uh education systems we found was one of the uh biggest challenges in the world because it's different everywhere you go every state every municipality all that has different rules what a challenge and what a red tape and bureaucracy we finally gave up after 10 years of trying uh to get it somehow incorporated not that we've got we got it into some vocational but not necessarily the public schools or, or those things the adjunct the edu, you know vocational parts of of some schools got into some textbooks but it's a really difficult thing which is kind of where i asked how, what it, what it might look like to you to get that yeah i think our best so you know we're, we're obviously working with this principal i think the best bet for us i think we're on a three to five year plan where traditional education is going to have to no matter what uh update themselves a little bit there and so the biggest i think that the first route is is private private schools have to especially when you're in a, a states like new jersey and where people pay taxes and their their public schools are really good you have to you have to provide value as a private school for someone to want to send their kids there right and so a lot of 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 what what you're looking at when you're sending your child to a private school is getting like executive function levels you know executive le uh, level functioning skills and and all the soft skills that we're talking about so i think that we're going to be trying a bunch of different outlets with the hope that listen the what we're going to do in terms of the traditional education traditional educational system is going to take time to, to get in there. And you're right, by state, by school, by by district, everything is different. Yeah, it it's, it's, a, it's a headache. It really is. <laughs> um, reading on the website, uh, I think it was in Kelly's bio, it said something about uh, optimism. I think you have to be in a, a really strong optimist to, yeah. to even go down the path that you're on, yes? Oh, yeah, this is hell. I've been doing this for a <laughs> I absolutely love it. But, uh, you know, this has been years of getting up at 5 a.m. with Kelly and then, you know, working again at 10 and 11 at night. And we we won't we don't give up. So there's not a challenge that we haven't faced being both on the educational side and then getting into retail and having zero, you know, connections or or background in retail. And so that that doesn't phase us. That's what we do. Yeah, well, uh, but all that stuff, and this is not. Um, this is for me. I want to know how do you how do you maintain that optimism? Because li life gets in the way. Maintaining optimism life is, a, is one of the greatest challenges for everybody faces. I think. How how do you do it? <laughs> um, well, I want to be completely authentic and real. I, you know, I, we I'll have especially more so in the first couple of years. Uh, and even now as we scale and pivot and COVID and everything, you have good days and you have bad days. I think a lot of times what's perceived when you see a business and you see a business as they, they grow is you think that 
it's you're seeing it on social media everything looks great but it is hard and and some days are really bad and i just always for me it's always been i got to start over again tomorrow tomorrow's a new day and the one i always take a look at the progress that we've made like when i see some of these girls and the stuff that we've done and and where we've been we wrote children's books and like where what we've been able to accomplish with having other businesses in our careers and kids um is it's it's been a, a hell of a, a a workload for us and a lot and so i always go back to the fact that like i know so if i if i if somebody else were in this and they didn't have the mental toughness we had they would have given up they would have they would have they would have thrown the towel on so i always tell myself that because it's there's good days and there's bad days and those bad days i tell myself listen like this is all the great things that you've built and you keep building so it's looking at it that way yeah. You know, I, I appreciate all that, and I, I um, it's it's really a difficult thing. But I'm wondering, uh, and this is maybe just uh, I don't know what it is, but um, somehow some part of me, and maybe I'm sure a lot of people feel this way too. But there's a trade-off to be made here for that mental toughness. Uh, do we do we lose anything um, in? I'll come back to I don't you you're probably not old enough to remember the play Harvey, but there was a point where Elwood El, El, Dowd, who's the star of the play, says his mother told him, "In the world, you can be also successful or also nice," and he chose nice. Do we lose anything on the niceness when we add uh, uh, layers of mental toughness? No, I I don't think we do. I think yes, there I I can understand what you mean. Like there has to be a hardening, there has to be something. But but I think from an emotional standpoint, that mental toughness is more so it's 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 not overanalyzing yourself in terms of the bad like being so hard on yourself because that's that to me is what holds people back and 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 has people quit is they just stop believing themselves something happens and they're hard on themselves and they can't get out of it and they get caught up in this rabbit hole and it distracts them and then they don't keep going so that's kind of how i look at mental toughness as it, you know it is not is letting go of of the mistake i made being humble learning from it and keeping going and being grateful for what i have but the niceness and mental toughness i mean maybe it's just how i perceive it that doesn't go away because at the end of the day the reason most people give up and i talk about this with the value alignment in our, our dream incubator series is because your values don't align with your mission and your goal and your passion so if you are you know i talked about what success is to me and my legacy and that is a, a really good thing you know i i went through a really hard experience in corporate america and um you know i i only have good male male bosses to speak to i have some really horrible things that happened to me with with women and i i said to myself i'm never going to be like this to girls like I, i'm never gonna I'm, i have a responsibility as i move up and i do well to make sure that you know, I lend a, a helping hand. So I think if your mission, if, if you're mentally tough in terms of, you know, accepting failure, accepting what you screw up, but but staying focused, not harping on it, not being hard on yourself, that's the mental toughness that's going to keep you going. But your values and your mission, the nice part, that that's going to keep you going too, because you're going to leave a legacy and you're going to do something good. And that's what drives you. Uh, good point. Uh, I think what you hit on there, this idea of aligning you with your values, uh, many people, I think, and I think we're at a crisis state with this, 
don't even define their own values. They don't never take the time to kind of define what what they value and what is really most important to them. And without that, what you just said is impossible. If you can't define your values uh, first before you before you try that alignment, you're lost from the from the get go, right? A hundred percent. And the niceness part of that is in that. That's right. your passion. That's like what what makes you go. And so people just start a business because you say, "I want to make money." You're gonna fail. I mean, you're gonna fail if that's your what. That's all. I just want to be rich. I want to have a house like that girl has on social media. Then, then no, it's not gonna happen. I get that all the time, and thank you so much for saying that because uh, part of the the world I exist in now is podcasting, and obviously you are too. <laughs> but uh, in the podcasting communities, I'm in the first question is people or the the author books uh groups i'm in too people how do you sell more books how how do you get how do you monetize your podcast three months in first book out all they're concerned about is sales and, and i'm not against capitalism and making money from it but yeah. they're too, too quick to just worry about that and put all the emphasis on the outcome being the financial reward for it rather than uh the product and the service you're putting out there having that value for your customers in the first place or, or your uh, prospective clientele. So I think that, and, and that, that value that you're adding to your product or service has to come from the values within you that you need to define first. And Mike, am I uh, making sense? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And I think what you're speaking to from a mental toughness is the people that don't have those values and it's just money driven and you're talking about, all right, what, how are we going to monetize this? What are we at now? Let's look at the PL statements. Does this make sense? That's when people start to panic, get desperate. And then I think maybe that's the hard, mean part that we're talking about. And then they do things that, you know, are nice, so to speak. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> actually it comes from my own experience of reading self-help books for 35 years and developing and trying to align with values and principles uh, that not necessarily, that, you know, I didn't necessarily align with, but trying hard to align with them because I read them in a book and they told me I had to be. Yep. And then when I go to in implement uh, what we would consider mental toughness, like, you know, tough love sometimes or the, the things with best intention be looked upon as a hard ass or just, you know, too, um, too jaded now because I believe, you know, believed in mantras and and memes and and things that uh, success coaches kind of drill into people's heads. And yeah. so when we, th or if I think, if if I associate that with mental toughness, and the the reaction I get is what a hard ass creep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's where right. they come from. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally get that. Yeah, so a part of that is you're right. Those success coaches and those uh, self-help people I were reading books, their values and core values that they were trying to instill with me did not align with what my core values and principles were, which is why that incongruency, incongruency happened, which makes and that... And you lose your authenticity. If you start making your values what they say are your values, then... It, the whole thing is diminished. I mean, you're not you're not going to keep moving forward. It's really got to be what what is right for you.
Right. Uh, so we are getting close to the hour, and I want to be respectful of your time. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, again, giveharcourage.com. Now, uh, sure. just wrapping up the stuff on Courage Academy, because I kind of skipped over this. Uh, is, there, is it just you and Kelly, or do you have a staff of? of- we have a, a team. Yeah, they get a courage coach. We bring in um, business coaches, uh, think tank sessions that will come in and, and, and work with the girls, business models, all that different stuff. Yes. What kind and we of, have our own team of, at the Courageous Brand. Right. And just specifics for like in some, summer camp stuff or all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, the hours and stuff, is it a long day? Is it a short sessions? What's it, what's it like? Yeah. So you can go to givercourage.com and you can go to Entre Girls Leadership Academy. You can also, you'll see the summer camp as well. Um, the summer camp is basically five hours a week, two days. So it's Tuesday and Thursdays. Uh, two hours, and then they have an office hours as well. Um, so it's five hours. It's an eight-week program. Um, and then for the Entre Girls Leadership Academy, it's more so, it, we call it Tuesdays or for the academy, it's evenings because the girls have so much stuff going on, school and all of that. So it usually starts about 6 or 7 p.m. That's when the celebrities will come on, the guests will come on, the business coaches, um, and that's kind of their their block. And they, cool. do, they do a lot of independent work, yeah. Uh, celebrities, uh, can, uh, anybody I might know. <laughs> well, they're young girls. So we do peer to peer celebrities. So it's girls that have, that are doing well, that have businesses that are pretty much nine to like 16, 17. There's Nickelodeon stars. There's fate. We've had, uh, you know, Olympian skaters on, we have, um, entrepreneurs, girls that are STEM doing really well in STEM. So, uh, it's, they, they're so in my personal book what what these girls are doing they're celebrities but you know they're not necessarily maybe like an influencer. it sounds exciting it sounds like yeah. if i were a young girl it sounds like something i'd want to be part of uh so I, I i don't know maybe uh the young girls will start going to mom and saying i want to be part of this be more more so than mom saying i want my daughter involved in this uh in the near future well i thank you for for uh enlightening me somewhat and giving me more to think about again these are subjects that come up a lot on the program and um i'm fed with too many opinions i think because i'm doing two shows a day i'm getting bombarded with conflicting opinions and at some point i become a sponge of everything but I don't know what what's real and what's not real, which was up and down, which was, you know. So, but I appreciate your opinion, and I thank you for uh, being patient with me and <laughs> and sharing this hour. And uh, wish you great success. So, thanks. A of lot. course, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks. Bye for now. Be well. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Put Me in the Story. Put Me in the Story creates personalized books for kids by taking best-selling children's picture books and well-loved characters and allowing you to create personalized books that make your child the star of the story alongside their favorite characters. Save 25% store-wide when you click the link on minddogtv.com and use the code SAVE25. We're also sponsored by Lovely. Lovely is your online stop for modern, irresistible, and affordable women's clothing. Never before has dressing yourself been so easy. Lovely's carefully curated selection of apparel, accessories, and outerwear are always on trend and always available at the web's best prices. Lovely is dedicated to delivering high-quality clothing to women that will make them look and feel their best. They believe every woman has the right to dress well and shouldn't have to spend a lot to love how she looks. 
They make it easy to wear outfits you love every day, giving you the confidence to take on the world. Lovely.com summer fashion trends are now 40% off, starting at just $5.99. Get an extra 18% off when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code JFT18. We're also sponsored by Vapor DNA. Founded in 2013, Vapor DNA is the premier online vape store offering an industry-leading selection of electronic cigarettes, e-liquids, and accessories. Their friendly and knowledgeable customer service team is always ready to provide the best customer service experience to ensure you find what you're looking for. They guarantee their products to be 100% genuine and at the lowest possible price. They're so confident in their selection and customer service, they offer their customers a 45-day refund policy. Save 20% when you click the link on MindDogTV.com and use the code ORIONQ. Amy Klein, folks. Uh, the Courage Academy is uh, GiveHerCourage.com. Uh, check it out. They also have a podcast. They're both the links uh, to the website and the podcast will be in the description. Uh, so I hope you got something out of this program. I hope you're more enlightened and more certain of what you're enlightened about than I am because my head is still spinning. But uh, I do appreciate all she said there. I, I do agree with the bulk of what she said there. I do think, uh, and I apologize for taking 14 minutes to establish the fact that uh, it we can work towards uh, one group, whether you know whatever that group happens to be, without making enemies of the other side. And that was uh, a very clunky and awkward way of me getting to that point. But I'm glad we finally established it <laughs> because it is important. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the program. I hope you come back and subscribe and all that kind of stuff. Go to MindDogTV.com and get on my mailing list. Tonight at 8 p.m. I have Adam at the movies again. We uh, have Adam Lippy back and he will be discussing the film The Rapture and kind of analyzing that and teaching me all uh, the ins and outs of what makes it a good film in his eyes. And I will be giving my... Uh, consumer type of film review about it as well so 8 p.m tonight until then i'm matt napple for the mind dog tv podcast thanks for coming have a great rest of your day and bye for now
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.